Wrap-Up with your host, Victor Beltran. Welcome, everyone. It's the Weekly Wrap-Up with me, Victor Beltran. Um, I'm joined today by my good buddy. Uh, he's been on, uh, he was on last time. He's on again. Uh, Richard, Mr. Banks, thanks for coming on. Um, you know what I've noticed? And I don't, I don't know if it has to do with... Uh, the limited training camps that these fighters now have access to due to the corona restrictions or but i've i've noticed like a a hungrier mentality from these fighters um yeah they look like they're they're throwing caution to the wind in a lot of these fights um and i think it's because you really have to understand that they their their careers are compromised like the the economy is compromised and the way thing is things are functioning and they're just right now they're very fortunate to even have jobs right the ufc has been one of the the big uh, sporting companies that actually was able to continue um a lot of uh sports were put on on hold and the ufc wasn't so you kind of kind of get it while you kind of you have to get it while you can right while the op, while you you know that you can eat so um have you noticed a trend towards that, towards more of a uh, fast-paced fight? Well, um, I did notice that in the earlier uh, COVID schedule fights because of the little cage, uh, the 22-foot cage. And I thought mistakenly last week I said that two things that were dead wrong, that the cage would be 22 feet and it would be outside. But, you know, they, they you know the UFC hype machine had me thinking I should have known better. But uh, I think with the little cage, there was a lot more. I, I wish they would. Just fighting the twenty-two foot cage all the time. Those are the, some of the best fights and cards I had seen. But even this last card that it had the twenty-four foot cage, they were getting after it. They were in better shape. Uh, guys are throwing, or you know, males and females were throwing later, harder. Like I noticed that, especially the gas tank of the of the, of the ladies in strawweight, uh, they, they they the gas tanks held up really late. You know, even though it's third round, it was fast paced fight, and to see. Andrade not blow a gasket and really looked great towards the end of that third round was awesome, man. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something you mentioned earlier, and that's uh, they weren't fighting. Uh, I, I don't know if, if I think they were fighting outside, but I think that they built a like a facility in which it wasn't what we thought it would be due to the commercials. Like the commercial showed me a ring on the side of the beach. I thought it'd be and, Mortal Kombat. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Mortal Kombat. No, it's just like, you know, it's just uh, a stadium. But I, I yeah, I, I, I thought Mortal Kombat, I thought Bloodsport, well, Bloodsport was inside, but. There was sand. Yeah, no, more. Sand means it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Um, fight, fight. At the end of the day. We we had some spectacular fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very well entertained. Um, let's start. I'm gonna you know let's go ahead and start with the big show. Let's start off with the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usman Masvidal. Okay. I I, I well, called it. I called it right down. <laughs> I called that baby. I but I I also mentioned that if I had to bet my life savings, I would bet on Usman. Oh yeah. So that is on that is on record, mm-hmm. and true. Uh, Two to one was. I, I told I you those it, odds were bad. Like I think you, I, I think you nailed it when you said that you didn't think he was going to come in, uh, in in the right shape. And he I was mean, in that better was shape his, than I thought, man. He was in pretty good shape. That was that was his. That I mean, but that's his excuse. That's what he's been saying is the reason why he lost. That uh, he he didn't have the right the right uh, amount of time for his training camp. Yeah. And so ultimately, he just couldn't maintain it for five rounds. But I was very impressed for, especially those first couple of rounds, mm-hmm. you know, his yeah. takedown defense. Um, he has some of the best you know, takedown like, defense he, in the UFC. He's he or if he takes he's taken down, he gets right back up. He does the a you know the ATT wall walk. He and he's very sneaky with the, with the striking. Right, he he oh, sets yeah. up his his uh, his uh, his power shots very wisely and. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Usman not in big trouble, but I think no. uh, he. I think he caught him a couple of times. I think Usman was like yeah, he, caught his respect. he. 
he had to, he had to kind of respect him, and 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 you saw what happens when when Usman gets your your respect on on striking. He says, you know what, I'm going to pin you against the cage, and I, I think the cage time was was amazing. I think yeah. I think he had him to the back of the cage like over thirty percent of the fight. Hey. Some something something staggering like that. I think I I think last week I said that uh, Kamaru was just going to gas him. And that's exactly what happened. He just, Masvidal was in better shape than I thought. I mean, he was 20 pounds overweight before the fight, but he was in better shape than I thought. He's always training, but being in shape for a three-round fight or a five-round fight with another guy and being in shape for an Usman five-round fight is a totally different animal, man. You got to be at the very, very top. And you, he's kind of like a like a poor man's could be, man. Like it's he he implements his game plan on everyone except Kobe, but he knocked him out. No, yeah, I uh, I agree with you, man. His his wrestling is is uh, is spectacular. Once once Masvidal was compromised in in his endurance, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to talk know, about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Go. I really want to talk about Jorge Masvidal because I've been watching him for a very long time. And Jorge is like is is extremely skilled and tricky as he is with the boxing as far as like hand combinations. He kind of gets caught up, you know, his footwork gets caught off sometimes, and he's not really a good ring or cage cutter. So Jorge kind of like, I think somebody with better footwork and better craft. I mean, with that, he'd definitely be a champion already. He's you know he's so good, and you always wonder what's missing. And it's kind of stuff like that. And his defense can lag at times, too. Even though he's a good defensive fighter and he's never been knocked out, you know, he gets scored on. So, Uzman, I don't think you can do anything about it. He needs a full, he needs a full camp to fight him. So, it went exactly how I thought. Who do you think uh, Usman's going to fight next? If the world was fair, he should be fighting Leon Edwards. But it's going to be Burns. It's going to be Burns. If they don't run it back, right, you know, the rematch for the money. Because $1.3 million, uh, $1.3 million pay-per-view buys, dude, he's now one of the two biggest stars in the sport. You know, I I, uh, I didn't realize until that event that Masvidal was on the cover of the video game. Yeah, him and uh, Adesanya, man. And Masvidal, Masvidal's bigger than him, Adesanya, at least in the U.S., you know. Masvidal's the man. Like, you... You forget there's an entire nation of Spanish speaking and brown people that he's the man right now. You know. I think the fact that he took the fight on short notice, mm-hmm. um, it, it it makes the it makes the loss more acceptable. Oh yeah, yeah. You know it um And he didn't get knocked you, out. You, yeah. Right, right. He didn't he didn't get knocked out. Um he he started very well in the fight mm-hmm. and he just kind of faded and Man. I mean, I guess one can kind of make the argument that if he had a full training camp, he um, his gas tank would you know will be would be fuller and he could make a a, a longer run in the fight. But we, I mean, we don't know. I, I don't think uh, I don't think he should get the rematch. I, I think, think so he either. took the fight. Um, I think uh, he was he was worn down. I mean, he had he had opportunities. Uh, Uzman he just that wasn't able. Full camp, though, I feel like it's Uzma. You know, like. He's a monster, and he's and his wrestling setups are incredible. And Jorge has not shown the ability to keep a guy like that who's so much more physically just just superior to him, off of him. So I, I think you're correct. I think we're going to see Usman versus Burns for the next uh, title fight. It's a bomb run. I love and that. then my prediction for Masvidal is going to be Masvidal versus Connor. I think he's gonna fight Leon Edwards. I think I think it's two piece Minnesota retribution time. I think Connor oh, they're gonna cook you're that. Right, you're they're gonna right. cook that stew that Connor Mazadal stew because Dana really doesn't want it from what I hear. Dana doesn't want his golden goose getting destroyed by Mazadal, but I don't think he would be, to be quite honest. I think Connor has a hell of a chance in that fight. But I think I you know, I I, I forgot that uh yeah, Masvidal two piece Leon Edwards um, that was dirty backstage. Cool, man. Backstage during a uh, was it a ESPN interview? I think it was a ESPN. It was like interview. A, it was an interview it was, for somewhere. I feel like it was a, a like a, one of those big media day things they do. You know, like the one where it's like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" You know, one of those media days. 
he just uh, he had just knocked out Till, right? Is that what? Oh just yeah, no, that was the night he knocked out Till, and he came and he came with his hands behind his back, you know, with the, did a little Cuban shuffle. There's two pieces, dude. Oh my God, Primo Jorge, I love you, but that was dirty. And um, Leon Edwards has been awesome. Like he doesn't knock anybody out, but he's 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 like an A minus in everything. Leon Edwards, or maybe an A or B plus. I'll say B plus, A minus is high. He's like a B plus in every single thing. Like he's an excellent uh, counter striker. Like I said, not a lot of power. I think he's only got like one knockout in the UFC, and it was a, he starts that dude like in ten seconds. But uh, Leon's got he's an excellent counter wrestler. He doesn't get taken down. Um, he has submissions. He's he's super well rounded. I just think that. I don't know, man. It's a good fight because I, I can't see Masvidal being able to kind of... He has to really push the pace, and he only pushes the pace on guys that he can just walk... He can wash. Like, Till, he got lucky because Till was cracking him, man. He was he had the speed advantage and the size and power. Till was cracking him, but he, he got through, took a punch, and got that blindside right hand over and just, you know, starched him right on the chin. So, Masvidal's skilled enough to get that win, and I probably would favor him, but Edwards is... Man, that that fight to me will be a pick'em. It won't be, but it should be. Yeah, I would definitely like to see uh, both those fight: Usman versus Burns and Masvidal versus Edwards. I want to talk about Burns um, a little bit, dude, because he's special. <laughs> like, he's special, man. Like he, you want to talk about well-rounded, but it's in the right way. This is a guy who was a pure jujitsu guy, jujitsu phenom, right? He comes in with no striking. And he just boxed up Tyron Woodley. Like, he looked every bit as superior to defeat on him. Now, granted, Tyron Woodley's not like Mike Tyson, but still. Yeah, no, I'm very... That, that, uh, the thing about Usman, right, is Usman is a... Is a is in terms of MMA, he's, he's just one of the best wrestlers at his weight class. He's one of the best wrestlers so, in MMA, yeah. Yeah, so you really... You really have to try to take away that, t- take that aspect from him away. And a guy like Burns, you know, he's a very physical, very strong yes. guy. If he's able to prevent the takedowns, or not only prevent the takedowns, but even incorporate some of the jujitsu. Yeah, he can attack off to, his back, you know, attacking half guard. Like he has, he's dangerous, man. Tomorrow might not want to do that at just any, any willy nilly. No, you're right. That that could, that's a uh, that's a match that I was looking forward to seeing before he tested positive. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, I hope they do that. I think that's what the fight. That's the next fight for him, and I think that's going to be even if you put him on the same. I don't think you put him on the same card, right? That's nah, too much on one card. Nah, <laughs> I mean, I think I I would, and then have those guys, you know just happen to get a backstage, you know, near, you know, I put their spots near each other in rooms next to each other or something. I would, I would Vince McMahon it because it's just such a, you know, Usman's been getting a lot of heat lately. And, uh, you know, I'll save, I'll save a lot of why I think because, you know, it's personal, but I feel like Usman, I'm hearing a lot of Usman's fake. Usman's putting on a front. I don't see that at all. I see a guy who's gained confidence in himself through, walking through everybody he's fought in the UFC and cruising to a championship. He's on a faster pace than George St. Pierre, you know? Like, and he doesn't get the praise that he deserves. Is he boring sometimes? Yes. But he also proved that he could be in exciting fights and he's athletic and he's he doesn't quit. He's tough as hell. Uh, yeah. I think, I think you, you have a valid point, but we both have to recognize the fact and you said it yourself you know he can he can be boring at times and so can gsp people, pe- yeah but G- and and gsp you know in the beginning was a little bit more of a grind and pound kind of guy but yeah he always did show the potential of uh of the submissions mm-hmm. of the the you know the highlight That's uh, fair. and and everybody loved him because he was just this lovable guy uh I don't know. You're right, though. It, it it it's kind of a kind of a it's kind of weird that that he he hasn't got the respect that he deserves. You know, he he's 17 and one, uh, hasn't lost in a very long time. He lost his first so, fight. He's won 16 in a row or 17 in a row. You have to uh, you have to give credit where it's due, and yeah, you're right. There's there's definitely something more to it than 
than what he because I mean his resume speaks for itself. It's it's sublime, you know. Uh, yeah, I I I completely agree. Um, co-main event. Um, th- this fight was just um had 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 the 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 judges. Uh, well, it was one judge in particular that just got this fight completely wrong. Yeah. Um, th- I mean, this fight was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, what, what, first of all, let me ask you, what, what do you think of the decision? Um, I didn't agree with it, but it wasn't a bad decision. I mean, it, but the reason it was bad is because we got to see those scorecards leak. And if you, you know, the scorecards were way weird. Or that one judge had that, you know, what did he do? He scored, he gave Volkanovsky a 10-8 round. What? There was no 10-8 round in that fight. And even when, in Holloway, if anybody it would have been Holloway because he was getting knockdowns, but still there was no 10-8 round in that fight. Um, Holloway looked awesome on the feet. He was more upright. He was quick to the, you know, he's quick to the punch, but still Volkanovsky with those lowly leg kicks, he's, he's so disciplined. He sticks to the game plan. He's so tough and he's so physical that unless you're at your absolute best, man, you're not going to beat that guy. And and Max was at his best and probably did beat him, but he still didn't get the win, you know. So he's going to be a tough. Okay, team. I I think my issue here is the only thing I could see, um, other than just straight bribery, is that <laughs> uh, Alexander finished the fight at a higher level, right? He True. seemed to that towards as the fight was uh, about to end, the last couple of rounds. Um, he was mo- more of the guy that was controlling the fight. Yeah. Now with that, with the with that being said, you know the UFC is based really upon in terms of their scoring system, of similar to boxing, it's right? It's the Where same. You win rounds. Yeah. Ten point so, must. Now I really I remember Pride. If you remember Pride rules, of course, where they put a lot more value on the end of the fight. You know they they, they it was in their rule book towards the end of the fight, whoever is winning. There's just the third round or second round, however they did it. Yeah, but like scored was scored higher than the beginning of the fight. But that's not the case with the UFC. So um, Max Holloway, Max Holloway won the first three rounds, right? um, And there, there was never. You you could make a strong argument the round where he kicked him in the head and dropped him. He he really made. I think I believe that was round two, correct? Yeah. Uh, I think he he really handled him that round. And what, you could make the you you could make the argument. You might not get it, but I'm just saying there was a stronger argument for him to have a 10-8 round than at any point of Alexander and you know Alexander never had never. a 10-8 round. And either so fight. at least you can make a small argument for Holloway. Now uh, he, he I mean he won the first three rounds and then he he I faded don't know if slightly. He won the third that comfortably. He did win it, I think, in the end. Like I said, I supported for him. But it was close, man. Both but even, but even, but he, I just I rewatched the fight because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I will admit I had a couple of whiskeys and <laughs> sometimes sometimes a couple of whiskeys compromises your ability to properly really dissect the fight, right? I fell so, asleep during a main I, event. And I watched <laughs> it the next day. So uh, as I rewatched the fight the next day, completely sober, jacked up on coffee, mm-hmm. um, I was like. You could make, I mean, to me, Max looked like he might have even been able to steal, you know, the, the fourth and the fifth were very close to themselves, right? Mm, um, I thought he, I, I mean, he plainly won the fourth. Oh, uh, what about the fifth? I think that was close, but I still think Volkanovsky won it. Like, he controlled the, the, the so, fight, felt like it so, was his at the end. So, three rounds, Holloway, Volkanovsky, one round for sure, mm. and the other rounds, debatable. Yeah, I mean, at the at the end, like, I think at the end of the day, um, the only I know the argument always is going to be well, in order to take the belt from the champion, that's, you have to clearly defeat the champion, right? He's the champion. That's the only way to take it from him. But I, I, no, no, no. I'm just you, you. You know, people say that, and I've I've never believed in that. Uh, that the champion, but in this particular case. I thought, and even Dana White and other people were very upset that I think didn't the judge get fired? I think he's gay. he's on his way out. 
I think he got fired from Fight Island. They can't fire him for refereeing. They can only kick him out of the fucking, or excuse me, kick him out of the building. They can't fire him for refereeing because referees are, um, they they answer to the they answer to the commissions in the states in which they work. So they don't, Dana White is no referee's boss. Right, but th- that referee will no longer be working on the Fight Island. No, and he'll probably um, get blackballed because like that Steve Mazzagatti. You remember that ref from the. You know, the early 2000s. I do. He, he, was a, he was a dick. And he was horrible. And the stuff that he would say to fighters to me, I was like, I'm surprised nobody has just knocked him out. So when he got yeah. blackballed, I was like, cool, goodbye. But I don't know. That's that's tough. You know, I was I was really impressed by um, by Holloway's, and especially as Holloway's striking in the beginning, you know. he His mm-hmm. movement was very crisp. Um, his combinations... Um, I mean, I mean, he was looking really good, man. Uh, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he just seemed to kind of fade as well. It's called leg kicks, man. Those hurt, and they sass your <laughs> movement. People like they, you don't hear them, so people don't realize that you don't always hear them. So people don't realize how detrimental. Like one or two of those changes your movement for the whole fight. That's how. That's how. Like it's you're talking shin on the back of your. Oh man, dude, it is. It is a brutal kick. And so, so yeah, you're right, man. Those were, those 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 leg kicks, man. Uh, I mean, they, they 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 don't allow you to plant, and you plant plant your foot to generate power. And the jab, it sucks. It sucks to move around. Yeah, those those definitely add up as the fight continues. Absolutely. And so, um, go ahead. And that's why it's not as cut and dry, man, because. That damage that Volkanovski did is what allowed him to change the the tenure of the fight and take the fight more to him. It's like, oh, he's not a you know he's a he's not as much of a a, a, a moving target, and he's not you know gonna crack me with a counter shot if I go in a little bit naked. I can kind of rush him now, so that's what he did. No, it was definitely not. It wasn't a highway robbery, no. you know. But I, but I did feel like uh, I thought he got robbed too. I was it, bad. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, the fight before that, uh, Jan versus Aldo. Um, that I think that it lived up to what we what we wanted to live up to, but it it, it had kind of a sad ending, right? The, yeah. the, the 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 referee really let that one go a little bit too long, in my opinion. Yeah, um, see, that should be fireable. You know what I mean? That should be fireable. And I know it we all all we, we all know Aldo. You know he's got a heart of a lion. He's not, you know, he's not going to tap out to just getting hit, right? He'll he'll never. So he'll die first. He's the ultimate one. So the, the referee's got to save him. And the corner MMA corners are so, like they're cavemen, man. Like in boxing, they would have the corner would have saved him. The corner would have saved him in boxing. They always do. In MMA, it's just like, oh, they they much rather see their guy get brain damage and their career shortened then have a you know a little suck it up a little bit and throw that towel in there and get them out of there and get them better yeah um i i thought i thought that i thought that that jose came out and it was it was old it was old it was old yeah jose old (laughs) jose uh with those leg kicks man he really came out firing those leg kicks and that was you know that was uh, what gave him the early advantage, you know, is being able to go uh, up and down, um, keeping Jan, because uh, we know Jan is just a, a terminator, right? Like he Monster. just keeps coming, he keeps Monster. coming, and he just outlasted him. He, uh, I think, I th- how much damage do you think that body shot, where Aldo was just wincing and uh, he, I mean, he was hurt. He ate quite and, a few body shots. Peter Young was putting it like even when he was getting boxed up, Peter Young was answering him every you know not every time, but he was answering him, answering him with really. He's such a he's a strong dude, and he's a he's a spectacular boxer, and his shots hurt, man. And Aldo is a gasser notoriously. Aldo, Aldo, and if he's not a gasser necessarily when he's really fighting, he gasses because he throws a hundred percent in a lot of his shots. It's his problem. Like he's ready to pull the trigger at any given time. He doesn't really work the feints enough into his game, and he gets fainted a lot to death. 
But Jan, Jan isn't that type of fighter necessarily. He's more of a distance manager, pull back and crack you. But I think he just decided like, man, you know, this is, I can beat this guy's ass. And he's starting to, you know, suck in and win a little bit. So he took it to him and then it was nasty after that. Yeah, it got ugly really, really quick. Um, referee really, uh, really should have stopped the fight a lot sooner. But at the end of the day, Peter Young, Peter Young's a champion, and yeah, it, and it's. Uh, I don't think he'll be champion necessarily all, a long, long time though, because I think Aljamain Sterling can beat him. To, you know, that's good. That's a tough division. That's awesome. Um, going to be difficult to hold on to a belt in that division oh yeah but i definitely i definitely think jan is uh is a a young guy on the rise and uh he has he has a couple he'll defend he'll defend a couple times for sure i think he's gonna lose the title next and he'll get it back he'll always be in the mix he's just so good but i think aljo's gonna tap him i just have i've been thinking about this a lot all right we'll see we'll see They'll, they'll, they'll probably be be fighting probably in a, in a couple months or so. Yeah, but if anything happens and that fight doesn't happen, you know it's going to be Cody No Love, and that's the fight I really want to see. Yeah, lots of lots of good matchups right now that UFC can make. You know, oh my God, that's um, awesome. lots of good options. Um, the woman's main event, yes. Rose Nama Yunus versus Jessica Andrade. So that was a split decision for Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, what do you think of that decision? That was the right decision. I mean, Rose won the fight. She won the first two rounds. She boxed her up. But that at towards the end of that second round, just, first of all, Jessica Andrade, look, I mean, it wasn't – she didn't have all the, the footwork to go with the head movement. But the head movement – in MMA, she looked like Mike Tyson because, like, nobody does that. And it did throw Rose off a little bit, even though she's such a sharp striker. And she was able to really duck in and use that athleticism and pop her with huge shots. Man, Jessica Andrade is a beast. I, I, I was just so I was so impressed with her. And Rose is just always, she's the best ever on the feet in, in any female division, even better than Valentina. Because Rose, Rose goes out there to kill, you know, <laughs> every time, every time. And she gets and she finds it ways to get it done. And she's long and she's got the best footwork of any female fighter in the UFC, I think. Oh yeah, her her footwork is is very nice. Um she just kind of seemed to be running out of gas towards the end of the fight, but she had already done enough by that point to to kind of solidify the fight. Yeah, just yeah, the reason that it's just that Jessica Andrade was in that fight is because A, she's she never stops going forward. So Rose is always fighting off the back foot. She's always having a circle. She's always having so she's burning more energy than Jessica is. And then Jessica she's got a granite chin and she hits like a ton of bricks. So it's that's a tough, 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 tough. Like even when you when Joanna beat her up and she dominated her. Joanna had to be on her bike the whole fight. She's just that's how she fights. So it, it, it was just perfect for her game. Joanna can be uh, Jessica Andrade 90 times out of 10. Who's the, uh, who's, who's the champion? At, that's Strawberry. Zhang Weili. Ah, that's right. Have, have they, they haven't fought before, right? No, I don't think they the fought before. No, but the fight's going to happen. It's, that's the next one. They're already talking about it. Um, Rose did an interview about it. So, it's, I mean, yeah, this is gonna, that's going to... I mean, the last two strawweight fights were the best women's fights of all time, both of them. So, <laughs> I, I mean, aren't you excited for... I think Rose... I think Zhang is going to get... Actually, I think Rose is going to kind of cruise. She, I think she's so much more skilled than Zhang is, even though Zhang is too strong and athletic. But I, I don't know, man. This is going to be interesting. And then the other woman's uh, fight was pretty disappointing. Um <laughs> Paige Van Zant uh, versus Amanda Rebus was uh, I love her. Pretty pretty quick, pretty quick fight. Uh, I mean, who thought know, she it got would be otherwise? The, uh, yeah, Paige has really, really been on uh, on a nice little losing streak, and I think this might be it right here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you heard you heard Dana White kind of talking about her. He's so rude. And what a dick. I just he kicks people when they're down. I just can't stand that fat head. I really can't. Yeah, no, he does. Uh, he does have some bad timing sometimes. Um, yeah, but uh, it's 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 tough, man. You know, it's not just for men. You know, the women too. If if they don't maintain uh, winning, you know, a, a winning streak or dude, um, she's so hot stay. she can fight forever if she wanted to. Rachel Ostevich is yeah, still in the UFC. Mean, she has she she has other assets, and uh, with you know with that being said. You know she can she or she can be like you know uh, who who am I thinking uh, the big the big woman champion Gina uh, Carano. There's Gina Carano. After her, you had uh, the the judo girl. Uh, oh, Ronda. What the, Ronda? <laughs> uh, no. So I mean, so you have, but I mean, what I'm saying is 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 they come in and if they don't do too well, sometimes they just leave and and go for that Hollywood money and- or the wrestling money. I think it was fair for her to ask for more money. And I think it was fair of Dana to be like, you know, you're really not that good of a fighter, but her fights get eyes. So that's all that matters. And she's not that bad. She is just a raw wrestler who got who got jumped way too quick in competition because she's beautiful. It's not fair that that happened to her. She needed to go along. Like, she should have been fighting. She shouldn't have been fighting these people. She was fighting like Rose. She should not have been fighting Rose at that point. That was That was horrifying, the way Rose beat her up. You know, it, she's not. She wasn't ready. That doesn't mean she can't be ready. But you know, at this point in her career, she's realizing that she can. Uh, she's engaging. She's smart. She's beautiful, and like she's, you know, she's accessible, and she's gonna be all over the place. She's already been on Dancing with the Star. She's a star. No, you're right. Uh, she she has, um, like I said, she has, she, she's you know she's she's a very beautiful young lady, and. That gets you uh, a lot of opportunities in uh, in Hollywood. Beautiful with a good personality, like yeah, she'll be fine. No, she'll she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Um, absolutely. Um, let's let's move on to another event that occurred. Uh, was it what two days ago? Mm -hmm. Uh, Cater versus uh, Calvin Cater versus Dan Ish. Um. How do you say his name? Is it Ig or Ige? Ige. 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 Dan, Dan Ige. Calvin Cater. Um, I thought. I thought. You know, Calvin Cater is just is just very hard to deal with at five eleven, at that weight class. And he's the hardest um, puncher in that weight class. It's not even close. I don't think. Maybe uh, Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett. Those two guys. You know, he he's a hard puncher. He's uh, very tactical. Um, but but more importantly, it's that reach, you know. At at five eleven, um, there's just not you can't really get to him unless you, you know, you have to sacrifice and take a couple shots. And he's hittable. Um, he is hittable. He is hittable. I think uh, I think Ige uh, proved that. I think he 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 came in and, and landed a couple shots, but uh, Ige is it, frustrating, man. Ige should have won that fight, honestly. Even though Cater is a better, I think Cater's better, and I think Cater is like a legit contender. But Cater's Danny Ige is a more well-rounded MMA fighter, and he was piecing him up, and he was using he was using all of his game. And then I think he, it's like he just decided to like stay in the middle range. You know, he was getting in and getting out, like Bisping said, and then he was staying in the middle towards the 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 the. the you know, towards the, the fight ending and getting popped with horrible shots. And he was leg kicking. And again, when you have a boxing heavy, like front stance guy, like or front foot stance guy, like Cater, leg kicks are there all day. It's always going to be a problem. That's how, you know, that's how he got a, what was it? Barbosa that did. I'm sorry. That was EK. Sorry about that. I had a beer myself or three. <laughs> oh, it's no, 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 no problem at all. Um, yeah, you're right. That 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 card was, you know, I, I, I didn't think it was very impressive. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is fine. You know, you can't you can't always roll a winner. You know, sometimes you gotta get snake eyes and uh, small cage. You know, at 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 the end of the day, um, 
you st- you know I'm still happy that I'm getting my UFC fix. Um, yeah. But we, let's I mean let's look we can look forward to what we have tomorrow. Yeah, man, it's my favorite sport, so I'm happy. It's my favorite thing. So we got UFC Fight Night 172, Figueiredo versus Benavides two. Yeah, Davidson um, Figueiredo is the weirdest guy. I love him. What makes him so weird? Uh, he has utter disregard for defense. Um, he throws bombs all the time. He puts himself in bad position. He's so sloppy, but he's so athletic and powerful and long for that weight class. He catches dudes all the time. And he, you know, he's just got, te- it's raw. It's like, he's almost like a flyweight Johnny Walker. <laughs> like, I, just, you know, he just does wild shit and it works. Because he's so much more athletically, like, stronger than these guys. Bigger. Like, he's just a bigger guy. But not like Tim Elliott. Like, he's like a, he's got like a striker body. He's dangerous, man. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, he, he does have a, a, a very unique fighting style. Very aggressive. Um, I'm, I, I really like Joseph Benavides to take this fight. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think he is able to take him down and mm-hmm. and punish him on the ground. Um, yeah. TKO or submission, but I'm thinking TKO. I think he'll knock him out too. Like he, I've seen Figueredo get dropped, and Joby hits really hard for that weight class. He's a much better fighter all around, and if he stays focused and just doesn't get caught, man, he, he he'll win. I completely agree. Um, there's a hit on the co-main event: Kevin Gastelum versus Jack Her- Hermanson. Hermanson. Yeah. Um, I I'm I I don't know. I I kind of like uh, Hermanson on this one. I think my man Kelvin's gonna barbecue him. Oh yeah, you yeah, got Kelvin. I'm a I love Kelvin, man. I love him. I love that he's fat. I love that he smokes weed all the time. I love that he doesn't run. I love that he's just—he's got the the sickest one-two in the sport, and that's all he throws, and it works a lot. You know, he almost knocked out Adesanya. Like people forget, like he—he he was this close to winning that championship, man. And we're talking about a totally different UFC. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm riding with you know with the Joker Jack Hermanson. Um, he's coming off a loss. Uh, Man, he got you know, two, the, he got beat up in two fights where he looked shook, and that's what I don't like. But you know he he before that fight uh, he hadn't lost since 2017 um, when he lost to Tiago Santos. So he uh, he 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 he, had, he was on a nice little winning streak until his last fight. He was he beat an old Jackeray. He beat, I mean, like, he he's good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, Jared, he was scared of Jared Cannonier. And I would be, too. That dude hits hard. And, <laughs> and who else? Uh, he got knocked. It was a, uh, you know, he, he fought two guys that basically. Yeah, were, no, he fought. He fought his last. Before that, he fought Ronaldo Suaza. Uh, he won that fight. Unanimous decision. Yeah. He guillotine choked David Branch. Yeah, okay. David Branch is, like, not. He's the worst athlete in that weight class. Um, yeah, he had a win against Tia, Tialis Lytus. Uh, oh, Tialis Lytus, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, yeah, it's, me too. Uh, it's it's going to be a nice co-main event for that particular event. Um, but we've been talking a lot about UFC. Not too much happening that I can think of outside in the other sporting worlds. I think everything's kind of been a little bit stationary. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I, saw, I thought was kind of interesting, I saw Yasel Puig. Uh, he had signed with the Braves, and then he tested positive for COVID. And now he's a free agent again. <laughs> I did not know this. You broke that news to me. Uh wow. Um, how have you have you uh, seen any any news that has caught your eye since uh, we were since we talked about uh, sports last week? Baseball. Um, 
more I just learned more that it's gonna start um I don't know how they're doing it I don't know how to because right now politically it's just so weird from state to state you got Georgia who is suing mayors that are implementing mask orders and then you got California where everybody is you know on point oh, and I just man I just don't know how they're gonna do this like I know they're gonna try and I just think that they shouldn't I think baseball is the one sport, and I love baseball, man. But I think it's the one sport that, you know what though? If they if they sat out, man, nobody would ever come back. Yeah, no, they they were very de- they uh they were devastated in terms of uh, the attendance after the strike in what was it ninety four yeah. And then this is how stupid baseball is. They got the gift of Sosa, McGuire, and then Bond. And all that, and then they snitched on themselves and created their sport again. If that had been the NFL, they would have been locking people in back rooms. They would have been torturing guys. Be like, no, we don't. <laughs> like they would cover it up for you, or and the NBA would definitely cover it up for you. So MLB has shot itself in the foot so many times, and it just embraced the wrong cultural values. And their commissioner it sucks. He's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Well, the good thing is, is that, um, you know, the NBA is right around the corner, man. It's yeah. just a couple of weeks away. Uh, I'm, I've, you know, it's been, it's, it's, you know, we never, we never got playoffs, right? Like, the NBA was heading towards the playoffs, yeah. And all of a sudden, it just ended, yeah. and we were like, okay, what's going on here? And now we're gonna have some closure. Um, we're gonna crown a champion this year. And that in itself is very exciting. I just want to watch the playoff games. I just want to see these guys come in playing balls to the wall. And I just want to see the NBA. It's the finest athletes in the world. They're the most fun league to watch, you know, just like, and they're, you know, all the guys, man. It's just, the NBA is just so awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree. Um, what do you think about the, uh, a lot of these high-paid college coaches, whether it's uh, football or basketball, um, not giving uh, not giving up a percentage of their incredible salaries. I wouldn't because it's not going to the kids. <laughs> it's not going to the kids. Why would I give money back? They're overpaid. It's not their fault. You know, they 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 could argue that hey man, it's because of me that we got all this money. So no, nah, I'm not giving you a cent back, and I wouldn't. That, that means that, that is true. It's you're not giving the money to the kids. Yeah. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you're you know you have a valid point. Uh, the the schools, I don't really exactly know how their funding system works, but um, um, like state schools are a lot of them, like especially the big ones, are land grant. Like they have land grants and they have grants. And they also have boosters. Like so, Texas is the richest school, public school in the United States, because of oil money, you know. Um, and uh, you know, other schools just don't have that type of money. That's why you see sports programs starting to crater, and that that bubble is going to keep popping because sports lose money for most schools. Yeah, I know, man. It's uh, it's going to be. Everything's just going to be so different this this year for sports. Uh, I mean, obviously for everybody because of Corona, it's affecting everything. Um, you know, college football—they're only playing their their individual conferences. That's not going to work. Um, there ain't going to be no college football. I'm calling that. I put money on it. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of infections, a lot of people spreading it when you have. Even even if you're limiting to you know just a conference, uh, some of those mean you still have to go from state to state. So you want these kids to get sick for free? You know, like that's it's insane. It's just immoral. It's greedy. It's lame. Like I don't. Nobody want to watch sports that damn bad. I think. I hope not. <laughs> and I love sports. Well, like you said, I think they're greedy. I think they need the revenue. Um, at the end of the day, the majority of the money that this, you know, that sports makes comes from TV contracts. Yeah. So yeah. as long as they have a product on television, 
um, on a screen. People can bet on it. People can watch it. You have commercials. Uh, there's just there's a lot of people depending on it. How about this? We we get we organize the best kids in the world to make seven on seven teams. Get some sponsorship. Put that on TV, and then maybe it'll be a. Uh... How do you say it'll be a, a, a bridge into people realizing the NCAA as a parasitic organization and it should not exist? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, man. Uh, they they do take advantage of, of kids. And uh, it's, it's definitely an issue that has kind of come into light in recent years. And you're starting to see... Um, more benefits coming to student athletes, but they're definitely really far away from getting what they deserve. Can I ask you a question? Um, sure. What do you think that we should even have college sports? Um, of of course. Uh, you know, um, like that's a part of the school. Like, let's say Auburn was Auburn football, but they were their own business, associated but not. The kids can go to school if they want, but they're also going to be like paid players, you know, da da da. Because you know the TV money is so huge, you can't tell me you can't pay these kids. I will never accept it. So, so have, do you pay? So do you pay Auburn football, Auburn baseball, Auburn basketball, <laughs> Auburn swimming? Um, you know, all of that is under the same bubble. All these other sports are lucky that they get the draft off of football to get their scholarships. So, you know, you can listen, I'm TV money again. The school's going to get their money and they can offer their scholarships and get the and reap the benefits of that to what happens is football and 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 men's basketball, those are the only two profitable college sports. Period. Even even UConn women's basketball operates at a loss. So, it's a sad but messed up story. Those those fund all the other sports. It's trickle down economics in college or college football. So, or college sports. So Auburn funds all all that money they bring in brings in scholarships to the school, scholarships to the conference for other sports that don't make any money that nobody plays because those are you know most likely the you know those are going to be suburban kids that get in and you know it's an advantage for them you know somebody's son is on that crew team or on the lacrosse team. Yeah, no, I I agree with you that you know the, you know Auburn football is basically what generates all the revenue for Auburn sports, hmm. but yeah. it's that's the reason why it's going to be very difficult to um, for it to to separate right is because sports generates so much money for for the school. It's not just that the money goes to. Um, the other sports programs, but it also gets invested into other parts of the school. And they can still do that. Like, the TV money is the TV money. It's not going to go down. It's only going to always go up. So, I, I, I just, like, you can't tell me that the reason that they don't do this is because the NCAA has these amateurism rules that were implemented before television, before football was televised, and they started paying players, or paying people, you know, paying schools to, to, to compete so back then it was you know leatherheads and it didn't matter <laughs> you know you could stick to amateurism because it was truly amateur now this is a professional sport and it masquerades as amateurism and they spread the money around on pork barrel projects as i call them like in you know earmarking basically they do what the government does when they're messing our money up they you know, oh, go ahead. you know what i wouldn't be opposed to um, I would not be opposed to all student athletes getting paid and their salaries were based upon the percentage of the money they generated for the school. Yep. So the, obviously the football and basketball players would make more money mm -hmm. um, because their programs generate more money. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, um, you're not going to have good luck trying to get that pass due to Everyone wants to be fair, but I, I agree. No, I think that if uh, if you generate more money, then you should get more money. You know, and in this in this particular instance, uh, the popularity of college football and basketball men 
men's basketball is and really we're just talking uh, college football because only a few men's basketball teams are profitable it's college football right but and, but but the ncaa tournament is is a very oh, yeah. profitable very profitable profitable event oh yeah it's it generates billions of revenue all over the place including gambling yeah um well richard i actually have to go um, <laughs> but uh it was great having you on yeah, um, we, we've done almost an hour and, uh, we only talked about UFC hour. and, uh, a little bit of basketball and, uh, what did we just talk about? Uh, we uh, just talked about, at the uh, end. oh my God, dude. Oh <laughs> uh, no, we, uh, we just talked oh, about college, NCAA. college NCAA. Yeah. We covered all these so, absolutely. Um, well, uh, Oh, thanks right. again for go. You have you, you want to say something? Yeah, I have a quick announcement. I'm starting a fight based podcast called Beats. So, uh, yeah, that's gonna that's my podcast. I'll be launching next week, but uh, it's gonna be more so if you're an MMA fan, you're a boxing fan, you're a hardcore fight fan. Um, I think I'm the guy you want to want to listen to. So, you know, I'm yeah. Thanks to Victor for kind of getting me inspired to do this again. So. Well, there you go, folks. You heard her here first on the sit down. I mean, on the weekly wrap up. Um, so that's good, man. It's good. Uh, I have two podcasts and uh, you're basically on this one and you're going to have a different one. So, yeah, we. I, I definitely encourage anybody to do it. Um, it's just something good. It's just good to to have something you know that you do that you really enjoy. You know, I, all I do is talk about fighting. And I talk usually to myself while I'm watching fights. So, like, I'm just going to say what I say to myself to y'all. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Well, Richard, uh, don't hang up the phone. Uh, I need to ask you a couple more things. But yeah. as far as this episode goes, it is over. Okay. Thanks for uh, tuning in, folks out there in uh, Internet land. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great weekend.